Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. The time for you to compromise in your life is now over. That a lot of people who are believers don't want to face fair. Come on now. We want to tell God, God, take care of him while I'm over here in prayer and so forth. Prayer is good. But after you finish praying, you got to get up and walk this thing out, buddy. You're going to have to walk this thing out. They have been unjust laws, but nobody confronted them. Nobody was bold enough to say, nope, this is the law of the kingdom. We are not accepting your law. I'm not bowing down. When you understand vengeance, you don't compromise. God promised you the best that he had. He promised you milk and honey. He promised you healing. He promised you deliverance. He promised your children would be blessed and you will increase more and more. Whatever he said, let God be true and every man be a liar. I'm telling you, it's our time. Hello, this is Bill Winston, and welcome to another program. The program that you're watching is called The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. We have an exciting program for you today. This, this program here today, get your pads ready to take some good notes. We're talking about your day of justice, volume two now. We're speaking on things about justice in our lives in this end time manifestation of the kingdom of God. God has sent us in this world, and we're to execute righteousness and justice for all that are oppressed. Now, I'm saying that because as we go into these places, we'll see that the enemy, Satan, is a negotiator. He'll try to bring you to the negotiating table (laughs) and have you to negotiate away your rights. (laughs) We don't want to do that because we've got the Holy Ghost on our side. And the number one job of the Holy Ghost is to execute vengeance on behalf of all God's people and nothing shall escape him. I mean, he's right with you. Remember the three Hebrews that were being threatened, but thrown in the fiery furnace? What did they say? The God that we serve, he will deliver us. You see, that's his job. I mean, that's the way he does things. He delivers his people. But you got to make sure you're not working in fear because fear connects you with the devil like faith connects you with God. So faith comes by hearing, hearing what? The Word of God. You're about to hear it right now. Get your Bibles and pencils and papers ready. Get ready to take some good notes now. Let's go into it. It's called Your Day of Justice. We got to stop this now. I'm talking about fearing man now. I'm, I'm not talking about not be courteous and so forth and so on. But if God directs you to do something, you're going to have to be directed by God. That's what time it is. Say amen to that. You're the ones that he raised up and you're the ones that he called to be in here to this meeting today. So you're going to hear exactly what I'm about to say. And I'm going to tell you right now, you are the ones that he's been waiting on because you got the stuff in you that he put in you before you even knew he knew you. All right, look what it said in verse 20. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will do what? And let you go. Notice it took power. 
And I will give this people favor. Say favor. favor. Put your hand on your head and say favor. favor. In, the, in the sight of the Egyptians. And I shall come. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. Can I stop right there? Can I give you what the Lord just gave me? You need to start confessing favor every day. Start confessing. First thing in the morning, start confessing favor. I, to those who have ears to hear, now let them hear. Come on. There are still things that have been resisting you. There are still things that have not been coming to you. It's still harvest that, that an enemy has been delaying from you. It's still some things. But when you def- confess favor, you get divine assistance. Say amen now. I know you think you're blessed, but wait till you start confessing favor. I'm talking about overflow. Look what it says here in verse 21. And I will give these people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And they'll come to pass that when you go, you will not go empty. And what I said to you is that redemption is not complete without divine provision. Now we get into this place of recompense, but I had to meditate it so this thing will come alive as revelation in there first. Verse 22, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her, 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 that's, uh, of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And you shall put them on your sons and upon your daughters, and you shall do what to the Egyptians? Come on, you shall do what to the Egyptians? What does spoil mean, somebody? He's stripped. All right. Now, what did I say about these boundaries? I'm saying that when this lady was back sitting in the back of the bus, she decided that I'm moving up front. Rosa Parks was her name. And I, don't, was, I wasn't there, but I wouldn't be surprised if she sat on a seat right behind the driver. Now understand, justice is vital to end time manifestation. If we're going to establish the kingdom, we're going to have to confront injustice. Now, notice she said enough is enough. Are y'all with me here? Now, remember the enemy's job is to keep boundaries in place. Keep you back behind the line. Tell you what you can't do, where you can't eat, where you can't swim, where you can't work, where you can't go to school. Come on, what you can be, what you can't be. That's the enemy's job to keep you behind the boundaries. But God said something. And what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to take God's word and meditate it. And anytime anyone gets a revelation that they don't have to accept the boundary that is in this world, it will start a revolution. I said, anytime you get a revelation, you will start a revolution. Do you hear what I'm telling you now? She took a stand based on her rights. 
and she refused to compromise and would not allow even the government, the local government, to put a fence around her life. Now, is this no different than the three Hebrews? They told them that when they hear the music to bow down. But what did they do? They said, wait a minute, that we cannot bow down to your statue. Why? Because the laws of the God of heaven and earth said that you shall not bow down yourself to any other gods. And they confronted the king and said, we're not bowing down. So what am I telling you? That if they had bowed, they probably would have burned. Meaning that whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep and will eventually lose. So I'm saying the time for you to compromise in your life is now over. Everything God says that he wants to give you from now on, you're going to get it. And you are not taken down and taking second best. God promised you the best that he had. He promised you milk and honey. He promised you healing. He promised you deliverance. He promised your children would be blessed and you will increase more and more. Whatever he said, let God be true and every man be a liar. I'm telling you, it's our time. Now, I want you to see something here. Y'all forgive me if I get a little carried away. Look at Exodus chapter 8, please. Exodus chapter 8. Now, what am I telling you? I'm telling you that the church got saved. And we've been getting comfortable saved. But that's not all you're supposed to do. That's, a, that's, 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 we're sitting back letting the, the enemy have some things that he's not supposed to have. Say amen to that. God is saying, he said what's yours. Not, not, the, not the system said what's yours. God says what's yours. Now, look at verse 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Entreat for me. Entreat for me means hurry up and pray for me. Now Moses prayed for him, but notice what he did. He brought Moses and told him to take a seat at the negotiation table. He said, now let's see here. What did you say you wanted to do? All right, tell you what, tell you what. Suppose I let you go, but I don't want you to go further than I can see you. Come on now. Come on, go to chapter 10. Over in chapter 10. Let me know when you get there. He's negotiating again. Now, what am I telling you? Satan is a negotiator. Say amen to this. And he wants you to settle for less than what God has promised you. 
Look what it says in verse 24. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye and serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed and let your little ones go with you. Now Moses, you've been in in bondage here for 400 years. I'm about to let you out. But give me the livestock. And you can go ahead and take your kids now, but leave the livestock here. Now, Moses could have said, tell you what, uh, King, uh, let me go back and see the deacon board. Sit, just see what, uh, uh, what, uh, uh, <laughs> Let me go back and just see what Deacon Boyd said about it. Let's, let's meet about that. Now, God told him what to do. Now, Moses didn't. He didn't compromise one inch. Not one. And I'm telling you, when you understand vengeance, you don't compromise. Compromise is brought about by fear that God won't somehow do all of this. Maybe I need to give God some room to work. What God said, he's going to do. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Now I'm saying that the enemy is a negotiator. He'll try to negotiate you out of your health. He'll try to negotiate you out of your marriage. He'll try to negotiate you out of everything. And that's what he's after. So what am I saying? Moses wouldn't. He didn't take it back to them because they probably would have said, Moses, take the deal. Praise God. Leave them, leave them, them, them things in. One of them had mad cow anyway. Leave them here. Praise God. Nope. Nope. God promised me success, promised me happiness, promised me joy. Come on, promised me deliverance out of every situation. Come on, he promised me promotion. Come on, he promised me health and wealth. He prom- Come on now, he promised me favor. I ain't giving up nothing. I ain't giving up nothing. Say amen to that. And I'm telling you, when you go to the, to the line to negotiate or something, you ask God, say, God, how much should I pay for this? And let him give you a number. And then when you pull up at the table, that number is where you start. And that number is where you finish. I'm finishing right here. This is what I'm giving you for this car. This is what I'm giving you for this house. This is what I'm giving you. Say Amen. Y'all still with me? Let's go further. So what has happened to the body of Christ? I believe one of the things that the body of Christ has feared is confrontation. Somehow, we think we can come in church and just act all bold. And then go out there. And it's a different story. Now I'm going to say where that has gotten us so far. Because we've been at the negotiating table and we didn't know it. Because all of a sudden, one of the things that I could probably get you to relate to very clearly is 
taking Bibles out of the schools. Negotiating team. Tell you what, devil. Tell you what. I'll go ahead. I'll let you have the public school. And I'm going to go ahead and start some Christian schools over here. Well, now that sounded good. But the problem with that is that you own the whole earth. You got a problem. You just let him negotiate you out of that public school and now you got to have all kinds of metal detectors in it. Half of the black kids are going to prison in it because you turned it over. I'm telling you, we are taking it. All of it. All of it. I don't want part of it. I want all of it. Every school is coming under the kingdom of God. It doesn't make any difference where it is, who it is. You think about the laws that have been made. They have been unjust laws, but nobody confronted them. Nobody was bold enough to say, nope, this is the law of the kingdom. We are not accepting your law. I'm not bowing down. When they told Daniel, don't be praying to any God except this King, and for the next 30 days, Daniel went right up in his room. He opened the windows so that everybody could see. He wasn't trying to hide nothing because he understood the vengeance of the Lord. Folks, you've been called like Esther. For such a time as this. If you feel like you can't quite confront them, do like Esther did. Pull off, cover up the food for about three days. Fast for about three days. Then put on your royal apparel. Say, I'm putting on my best suit because I'm about to go see the man. That's what I'm talking about. Now this is our time and this is our planet. Look at this. Because of who we are, nothing supposed to exist in this planet without our permission. Whatever you bind on earth. Oh, we going on down the road, folks. Same-sex marriage, all this stuff. We're not hating people. We're just coming in with justice. We're coming in and overturning laws that have been corrupt and designed to destroy men's lives. We're going to turn them back around again and bring the laws of heaven to this earth. Now, I spoke it. It's out. The devil can't stop it. It is time for the church. We are moving forward. Whatever's been blocking your way, gonna have to give you up.
I'm sure the king of Egypt will not let you go. But after I finish dealing with him. Y'all ready? Can, can I show you something? Let me show you how God can deal with people that are opposing you. Can I show you that? Turn to Judges chapter 7, please. Turn to Judges chapter 7. A devil is a liar. I told you I had a word for you. This is when Gideon, he couldn't go with 33,000 men. God made him get down to 10,000. And then that was too many still. See, for God to work, you're going to have to get in faith. And so what happened was he got down to 300 men to fight thousands of the army, the enemy army. Well, what happened? God started intervening. Look here at verse 13. Let me know when you get it. And when Gideon was coming, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow. This is the enemy now. And Gideon is overhearing this. And he said, behold, I dreamed a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of the Midian and came into the tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it, that the tent lay alone. Many was flattened out. And his fellow answered and said, this is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. What am I just telling you? I'm telling you, before you get there, God will give your enemy a dream of them being defeated. Come on, I'm not done with you yet. I said the devil is a liar. Come on over to 2 Kings chapter 7, please. And this is when a man named Elisha stood up and said, tomorrow, about this time, we're going to have 4,500 millionaires. Praise God. Now look at this now. There were four leprous men who heard this. Now that sounded impossible. But when these four leprous men said, why are we going to sit here till we die? They said, we're going into the enemy's camp. And they rose up by verse five at twilight to go into the enemy's camp, the Syrians. And they that were come into the uttermost parts of the camp of Syria beheld there was no man there. For the Lord had made, watch this, the host of the Syrians to hear what? A noise. Of what? Come on. Chariots. Keep going. A noise. Keep going. Of horses. Come on. Even a noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, 
the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites, the Egyptians, and they're coming upon us. And they arose and fled in the twilight and left the tents, left the horses, left the asses, left the camp as it was. They left the food. They left the houses. They left the businesses. They left the Rolls Royces. They left the yachts. They left everything there. And here come four lepers dragging into the tent. I'm here to tell you right now that faith is the currency that you need. Folks, he made them here. Chariots, horses. He can make somebody run when ain't nobody chasing them. Can't you see that? I can go all the way through the bomb. Don't you know? You don't know how God's going to do it. Well, praise the Lord. I trust that you enjoyed that teaching. Now, again, that's called Your Day of Justice, and it's volume two. Now, whatever you compromise to get, Some people say you'll eventually lose, or at least you have to compromise to keep. You see, God didn't plan on you and I compromising anything. You hear what I'm saying? Now, like we said in the teaching, the enemy is a negotiator. He'll try to pull you to the table and negotiate away your healing, or negotiate away your peace of mind, and negotiate away whatever. But we're not going to negotiate. We're not going to settle for anything less than milk and honey. Praise God. That's the promised land of God. God wants you to have everything that he promised you, and he wants you to have it now. Praise God. This and other teachings are in this series, Your Day of Justice. We've got some words for you on this particular series, and we'll be right back for a final word. Now is the set time for justice to prevail on God's people to rule and reign on earth as problem solvers. We are in the prophetic season of restoration that will require revelation knowledge that comes from the Spirit of God as we advance His kingdom forward. He's sending you and I out that every sphere now that the Babylonian system which tries to make people exist without God, He's having us now to put God back into it. Your Day of Justice, Volume 2, is enriched with revelation that empowers your understanding for significant change in your attitude and behavior. I'm reshaping the word vengeance in people's mind because if I'm going to live in the kingdom, the kingdom works by faith, and faith works by love. So if I get out of love, it doesn't work. Order Your Day of Justice, Volume 2 today, and Dr. Winston will reveal why we must be born again to have revelation, why having intellectual information is not enough, why the church has been hindered by the boundaries of the world, why it takes revelation to move forward against the gates of hell to rule and reign on this earth, and much, much more. To order your copy of Your Day of Justice, Volume 2, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois, 60303, by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. Having revelation will allow us to fulfill the mandates of God in establishing His will on earth as it is in heaven. Order your copy of Your Day of Justice, Volume 2, today. 
I'd like to encourage you to order these right away. You're talking about being empowered. You're talking about building faith in your life. That's what they are designed to do. I am a faith preacher. Praise the Lord. And that's what these are designed to do, to build faith in your life for exactly what they say. Now, it might be something that you've compromised on or negotiated away. I got good news for you. God will restore to you the years that the canker worm has taken away. God has plans to get back to you everything that you have lost. I'm telling you, it is good news, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Well, it's called again, Your Day of Justice. It's volume two. Order it right away. We've got people standing by. Guaranteed you will not be disappointed. This is your day of justice. Well, this is Bill Winston. That's all we have for this time. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep walking by faith.